The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today, I want to talk all about overwhelm and taking a little bit of time off guilt-free. The reason why I want to share with you this topic today is because it's been coming up a lot recently and I've been helping help our clients through it. Also did a podcast episode where with um, Steph Taylor and talked a little bit about overwhelm because we seem to be easily falling into overwhelm. And so I wanted to explain the purpose of overwhelm, understand why we experience it and then how to overcome it. So overwhelm is an interesting one because we feel like we can get caught up in overwhelm and it really does cause us to stop and it keeps us stuck. It keeps us from moving forward and it can be extremely overwhelming. And it's not surprising that we're all experiencing some form of overwhelm at this point in time because there's been so much change and so much uncertainty, which is one of the key things that causes a sense of overwhelm is uncertainty. So having that fear of not knowing what's going to happen and not knowing exactly how long it's going to last, how we're going to overcome it, um, what's, you know, what's the outcome going to be, what result, what changes is going to cause, all of the things that's happening with COVID at the moment, there's this constant change. And so all of our normality and our routine and our structure has been thrown out the window. And if, if you're someone that's got kids at home, if you're someone that tries to, has had to you know, move your business to work from home, or if you're an employee that's had to work from home, this constant change is causing a lot of overwhelm because it's, it's putting our brain into overload. So what causes overwhelm? So we have our conscious mind. So our conscious mind is the part of the brain that is what we use to consciously think about something and work through a problem. It might be when we're learning something new, we're using our conscious brain. It's what we filter our information through and it's what we use to think things through, right? It's when it's consciously on the, the forefront of our mind. And our conscious mind basically can only take on about five to seven chunks of information. So thinking about five to seven chunks of information at a time. So if you ever learned something new, if you learned a new language or especially like in past our school years, when we're learning something new and we're taking on board all this information, we're trying to do all of these things, we feel a sense of overwhelm. It's because our brain is trying to process the information. And if we're taking on too much our brain goes into overwhelm. It's basically telling us that, whoa, 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 slow down. I've got to process this first, right? And so this can happen when we either take on too much. So it's like this invisible load of the tasks that we think that we have to do or the things that we need to deal with, the things that we need to think through. It's when we're expanding our minds and we're doing things we've never done before. So when we're consciously learning something and we're trying to become competent in something, our brain is thinking really hard about it. So you remember when you first learned to drive, 
and you were in the car and you were like, check the mirrors, check the, the you've got your seatbelt on, check that the handbrake is on or off. Like you're consciously thinking about everything. It's right there. It's in the forefront of your mind and you're hyper aware of everything that's going on around you, right? Like when you first drove down that road, like you were conscious of all the things that were happening, all the cars and the pedestrians, and you were constantly seeing everything. But as you got more competent, right, as you started to learn and to get more comfortable with the processes of driving, and then you got more comfortable on the road, it became easier for you to not have to think so hard about it as you drove down the road, right? We go through stages of competency, right? So it's the first you weren't aware that you didn't know how to drive, and then you become aware that you don't know how to drive, and then you're learning the concepts and the processes of learning and the steps of learning how to drive. So you're very consciously aware of what you do know and what you don't know. But then as you get make, become more competent, you become unconsciously competent. So it's when you actually don't really have to think about it and it becomes autopilot. And before you know it, you've driven home and realized, oh, hang on a minute. Did I stop at that red light? Like I can't even remember driving halfway home, like because you were completely on autopilot. You didn't really have to consciously think about it. Right. So when we've gotten to that point, it becomes easy and comfortable. So most of our lives have become easy and comfortable. We know the outcome. We're certain of the result we're creating. We're our day-to-day. We know exactly what's going to happen, right? We've become, we've gone onto autopilot. But with all of this change and all everything like this big spanner being thrown in the works and we're having to either change the way that we do business, we've had to you know, move our jobs to home or our work to home, We've had to start homeschooling kids and start relearning the school curriculum of the things that we learned years and years ago that we've completely forgotten how and what it means. We are changing the way that we shop. We're changing the way that we do activities throughout the day, right? So our whole structure and normality has changed. And so we're having to think about so much more in a conscious awareness of it that our brain is on overload. So I want to talk about it in this situation, but I also want to talk about it in when things get back to normal because we experience overwhelm in all different states, right? It's not necessarily because it's a world crisis. We can experience overwhelm just because we're learning something new. We can experience overwhelm because we have said yes to too many things and taken too much on our plate and we don't know how to handle it. We could feel overwhelmed because yesterday things all seemed all good and well and then today there's been some key things that have happened and a a drama or a, a problem that's come up that you've had to deal with and that feels really scary and you're really worried about a certain outcome that that could become overwhelming. So there's so many different reasons why we experience overwhelm. So in the practical side of things, when I talk to clients about thinking about their overwhelm and dealing with the overwhelm, Firstly, we want to look at the practicalities of overwhelm. So firstly, you just want to ask yourself, what is causing the overwhelm? Is there anything specifically that's causing the the sense of overwhelm? And usually it's one or two things that has absolutely tapped the scales, right? It's like pushed things over the edge. Now I was talking to a client about this yesterday. And one of the key things that was pushing her over the edge was one specific conversation that she was really scared to have right? She was worried about a certain negative outcome. She was not sure how it was going to go. She didn't know exactly how to approach it. So that was one key thing that was causing the overwhelm. Great. So now we can, we can talk through that. We can strategize and we can think about how we can overcome that as well as think about the mindset that we're having in those situations. So what is she telling herself about that conversation? What is she worrying about? What is she stressing about when it comes to the outcome, right? And thinking about, can I handle that outcome? Now, another key thing could be that, you know, maybe it's 
you've said yes to way too many things and you're really not sure how to say no to people. You're really not sure how to stop people pleasing and be able to set some clear boundaries in place. And that can be really overwhelming, right? So firstly, I want to just pinpoint those one or two things that are causing your overwhelm and then just start to sit down and actually work out the whole situation. So to start to, from start to finish, what specifically are you worried about? What's causing the overwhelm? What are you worrying about and how can we handle it? And then we start to think about the mindset. Usually when we're in a state of overwhelm, the mindset or the thoughts that are running through our brains are things like, I can't handle this. It's too hard. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. What's going to happen if this happens? What if this? What if that? Right? We're in a constant state of stressing about something that we we think that we cannot handle. And so what we want to do is we want to obviously look at the problem and look at all options of the problem but start to shift our mindset by asking more powerful questions. Because if we're telling our brains that we can't handle it, that it's too hard, that we don't know what to do, the only result that that's going to create is more overwhelm because we're telling ourselves that we can't handle it. Whereas you can absolutely handle this, but you're telling yourself that you cannot. There have been things in the past that have been much more difficult than this, but because we're telling ourselves that we can't handle it, we're keeping ourselves in a thought loop of anxiety. So I want you just to start asking yourself much more powerful questions like, how could I handle this? What would be my next best step? If I was to handle this, what would be my next best step? And what would be the best case scenario? Like if I looked at this situation, what's the best case scenario? What would I like to happen? And how could I create that? Because sometimes we put these things off for so long that they build up and build up and build up in our minds. They become so much bigger than they actually are. Like that phone call that you really need to make or that thing that you need to say to someone or the boundary they need to put in place. Like sometimes we don't realize that because we've put it off, we've created even more resistance and it's become bigger and bigger and bigger. That if we actually just focused on it and took action on it and focused on it for 10, 20 minutes even and worked through the problem, it would be much easier to handle. But if we're constantly telling ourselves that we can't handle it, we're keeping ourselves in a state of overwhelm. So I want you just to ask yourself, how could I handle this? And how could I make it easier? Myself on other people, because sometimes we make it so much harder than it needs to be, right? Like I remember talking to a client about this last week. She was really overwhelmed with all the tasks that she had to do in her business. And it was about going, okay, so how could I make this easier on myself? She was like, well, I could possibly put a plan in place and schedule things into my diary so I know that I could offload them in my mind and go, well, if I've booked time on Tuesday at two o'clock to make that happen, then I don't have to really think about it until then. Amazing, right? It's about shifting that invisible load that we have in our brains to know that we can handle it and set ourselves up to be able to support ourselves to handle the situation. So it might be booking in a time for that phone call. It might be organizing that conversation and booking in a time for when that's going to happen. Maybe it's practicing the conversation. Maybe it's talking about how you would like it to, to be rather than how you don't want it to be. So it's just starting to think about it. When you ask yourself those questions, like how could I handle it? How could I make it easier for myself to overcome this? we can start to shift the way that we think about it and we interrupt that thought pattern of not being able to handle it and we we think that we don't know when we actually do know. This is the thing, right? We constantly tell ourselves that we don't know, but we really do know, but we're just avoiding it because we think it's going to be painful. Then it's just about making a decision and taking action on it because then it's so much easier, right? When we've worked through it, we've uncovered the problem, we've specifically talked about what are the key things that are causing the overwhelm, 
are we overwhelming ourselves with just on taking on too much? Then maybe then we need to look at what's less important and we need to release some, some things or learn to say no to some things and then change and shift the mindset that you're having about the problem. Let yourself know that you can handle this. You'll be able to figure this out. And then next week, it'll be like a blip on the radar. Like it didn't even happen. You've totally forgotten that it was even an issue. Rather than let it build up and become bigger than it needs to be, look at how you can handle it, take action on it, and make the decision not to think about it anymore, right? Because it's done and dusted. Usually when we experience overwhelm, it's because it's a an emotional response to taking on too much. And so we need to stop and take a moment to really think things through. And if you need to brain dump it, like sometimes just even getting it out of your head onto paper really helps as well. So doing a mind map of what you need to do or just literally writing down how you feel about the situation helps you to see things a little bit more clearly or talking to someone about it, right? Getting it out there. So when I was able to help my client with it the other day, we we're just like, great, let's talk about it. Let's think about how we could handle that a little bit differently. Let's think about how we would have that conversation. If you're so scared about that conversation, what what are you afraid of happening? And what was really fascinating was that she was afraid of this outcome about this person not liking her. But when I actually asked her, like, if for whatever reason, if you were no longer in her circle of friends or if you were no longer associated with this person, would you care? Would you be upset about it? And she was like, actually, no. Like, great. So why are we caring about what this person thinks? When you're constantly putting yourself in a situation to feel underappreciated and undervalued when really at the end of the day, you couldn't care less whether that person was in your friend circle or not, right? Like it's sometimes so interesting when we start to build up these these thoughts in our minds about what it's going to mean when really at the end of the day, it's a completely different situation. And the biggest thing I wanted to bring my client back to was like, what's important to you? Because I can't coach the other person that's not in the room. I can't help somebody who's not willing to be helped. And I'm not, you know, the friend that she was talking about wasn't with us in the session. So I was like, I don't care about your other friend. No offense, but I really want to know how you feel about it. And often when we're constantly taking on too much and we're saying yes to things that we need to be saying no to, it's because we're actually undervaluing ourselves and we actually haven't taken the time to stop and think about what is it that I want? What's important to me? Usually when those situations happen is because the other person's values are out of alignment with our values or our boundary conditions have been crossed, right? So we may have a value of honesty or a value of integrity. And this person is pushing those boundaries of integrity or honesty. And it's making us, it's triggering us because they're not at the same standard as us when it comes to that value. And so you want to ask yourself, do I want to be associated with somebody who doesn't hold that value? And maybe not. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but at least have a think about it. At least decide, like, what am I putting myself in the situation for? What's the purpose of it? Can I learn through it? Or am I actually just being a glutton for punishment and putting myself in these situations to to remind myself that maybe I don't value myself enough? And so when we start to really think about it and digest it, we can start to go, well, actually, it's not up to me. I can't control somebody else's reaction. All I can control is how I respond and how I think about it. And we start to stop and take a moment to really go, what's really important to me? I can start to look at it from a different perspective and go, you know what? I need to start valuing myself. And when I set clear boundaries based on my values, you're more likely to have people value you. And then once you've done all of that little bit of down, that thought download and you've started to really think about it, okay, this is really interesting that isn't that curious that I care so much about what she thinks when I'm actually putting myself out there and I am 
over servicing or I'm over delivering when this person really doesn't appreciate what it is that I do. Right. We start to really think about it. We can make those decisions and it's much easier to release the overwhelm and make the decisions and take action towards the things that are going to help overcome and dissipate that overwhelm. Amazing. So if you are putting off If you are putting off making a decision, if you are putting off doing that one thing that you know that is causing you overwhelm, if you are putting off that phone call or that that conversation or you're constantly saying yes when you know you should be saying no, I want you to stop the podcast now and I want, want you to go spend 10 minutes on sorting it out, right? Because you may have picked up this podcast as an avoidance technique to not deal with that one thing that's causing you overwhelm. <laughs> and I want you to know that that's okay, but I want you to stop the podcast and I want you to go take 10 minutes to work out what is the issue, what's causing the overwhelm and go and deal with it because you will feel so much better afterwards. And then come find me on Instagram at Christine Corcoran underscore coach and tell me about it. I want to hear from you. I love getting messages in my DMs, letting people know, letting me know that they've listened to the podcast and they've taken action on something I've said, or they've gotten some clarity around something that has been causing them overwhelm or causing them distress for a long time. So please share with me. I would love to hear from you. Awesome. Now let's talk about guilt-free time off. What is fascinating to me is guilt. Guilt is an interesting emotion. The purpose of guilt, when we're growing up and we experience guilt, between the ages of zero to seven is when we first experience human emotion and we start to make meaning of that human emotion. And the purpose of guilt is for us to be aware of when we're doing something wrong. So it's setting us up to be able to be part of the human race where we're not going and killing other people because we know it's wrong. Like it's our moral compass, right? So the purpose of feeling bad about something is because we feel like we are out of alignment with our higher self. And we're doing something that's completely out of alignment with who we are and the best version of ourselves, right? So when we're young, it's important to experience guilt because we're learning what's right and what's wrong. So when we go and we, you know, punch another little kid when we're five because we get angry, we're starting to experience understanding what anger is, but then we need to feel bad about it to know that, hang on a minute, violence is wrong right? So there's a purpose to guilt. It's about knowing when we've done something wrong. So then we learn from it and we move past it and overcome it. So we don't do it again. So when we are adults, guilt can be a really interesting emotion to have, and it can be built up from experiences in the past. So sometimes our brain gets out of regulation of experiencing human emotion at a certain level. So what's a normal experience of guilt from as like a zero to a 10 or experience when we do something wrong and we feel guilty about it is to learn from it, right? To experience it, to learn from it. So we don't do it again. But if we've had many, many experiences or maybe an intense experience of guilt, sometimes it can actually deregulate our brain and our brain goes from zero to a hundred experiencing guilt. And it can be really hard to keep it under wraps or it can be really hard to move past it. And instead of letting it process and experience it for 90 seconds, it actually, we latch onto it and we hold onto it based on past experiences, not just the experience we're going through right now. So we might have something that happens today that we feel guilty about. But instead of actually experiencing it on a zero to a 10 scale, that is a normal experience of guilt to get that little pang of guilt to go, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that, or I probably shouldn't have done that, right? It goes from a zero to a hundred. And because of, it's, because of all the past experiences, it's like this compound effect where we're experiencing zero to a hundred of the guilt and we're holding onto it and we're experiencing it for a longer period of time than need be. And then when women have babies, they experience mum guilt because we need to keep the babies alive, right? So we're experiencing right or wrong, having a moral compass to go, okay, so what's what's not working? What's working? 
But if we've been experiencing guilt for a long period of time, it becomes this issue where we're constantly experiencing guilt in, in situations where there is no need for it, like taking a little bit of time out from your business to recharge or spending time with your children rather with your business. What's the purpose of the guilt? There is no purpose to the guilt, right? Like, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because it came up the other day because someone was feeling guilty because they'd worked 40 hours on their business and they really feel like they should have been spending more time with their family because their family's at home at the moment. And so we need to look at it and go, okay, so what's the purpose of working on the business? Well, the purpose of the working on the business is to help bring in some income to support the family, but it's also to be a really good role model for my parents sorry for my parents, for my children to show that mum can be a business owner and mum can go after her dreams and do the things that she wants to do and be a really good role model for our parents to know that they can, sorry, for our kids to know that they can also do what they want to do with their lives, right? So there is a good purpose, a beautiful purpose for the business. Okay, so great. Now let's look at the other, other side. What's the purpose of spending time with the family, with the kids? Well, it's to be there for them, to be able to be their mum, to be able to spend time with them, to show that they're, they're cared for, that, that they are important to you, that you love them, all of those really good things. So again, it's still very similar to the business. It's a purpose of taking care of your family. Both of them have a really strong purpose and are really important to you. So then what's the purpose of feeling guilt when you're spending time in one or the other? We've got to start thinking about it and go, okay, what do I, why am I feeling the guilt and what am I deciding or what am I making it mean? So when I'm in my business, am I feeling the guilt because I know I should be spending time with the family or, and that, is that the story that I'm telling myself and vice versa? But the thing is, right, guilt, you don't necessarily have to feel the guilt or hold on to the guilt. We get to choose whether we want to hold on to it because what's the purpose of it? Is it because you're doing something wrong? Well, no, right? Because both purposes, purpose of the business and the purpose of spending time with the family is for the benefit of the family, right? So what's the purpose of the guilt? Well, sometimes it's actually just held on to guilt from the past and it's not necessarily that you need to feel the guilt in that moment. So we need to decide and then decide not to feel the guilt, okay? And now this isn't as easy as 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 said, isn't easy as said as done, but it is definitely possible. So I want you to try it. It's about compartmentalizing, I guess, and really focusing on and spending time and deciding where you're going to spend your energy because it takes energy to feel those guilty emotions. And that's taking you away from thinking about your business and being the best that you can in your business and vice versa when you're being a mom. So starting to think about it from the perspective of, okay, when I'm in my business, I've made the decision that I'm going to be spending this time in my business to better the business for the purpose of being a good role model, making income for the, for the family and taking care of the family. So when I'm in my business, my decision is to focus on the business and do the best that I can with the time that I've set aside. So do I need to feel guilty about that? Well, no, I don't, right? No purpose to the guilt. So then make the decision, take the time to work on the business and choose not to feel guilty and just notice it. Oh, I'm feeling guilty again. Why am I feeling guilty? There was no purpose to that, remember? And just reminding yourself that I can feel good to be in my business right now and my focus and attention can be here rather than with the kids. Okay, so just start to make those decisions and interrupt that pattern because it's just a pattern of guilt that we've been playing, a thought loop that's been going on that's causing that pattern of guilt. 
And the same thing goes when you're spending time with your children. If your brain goes to, oh, I should be working on the business right now, I want you to bring yourself back and go, no, I've decided to spend this time with the children. And the purpose of that is to be a good mum, to show up for them and be present, right? So then do I want to feel guilty about this now? No. So then we get to choose, so decide. I'm focusing on the kids right now. This is my mum time. And I don't have to feel guilty about not spending time on the business because I've set aside time tomorrow or the next day to spend time on the business. So is there a purpose for me feeling guilt right now? No. So let's decide not to feel the guilt and focus on being a mum, and enjoy the present moment, right? Often we can get caught up because of all, for whatever story of society about all the things that we should or shouldn't be doing, we can be in the place of like, oh, I, while I'm doing this, I can't be happy because I've got to be doing the other thing or I, my mind's over there, right? So it's about bringing yourself back to the present moment and enjoying the present moment and experience guilt-free time off, right? Same thing goes with if you're taking time out of your business to recharge. The, there is no purpose to the guilt. Taking the time off is giving you the space and time to feel good so then when you are back in your business you have the energy the focus the attention to be able to give your best to your business and the best to your kids so again purpose of taking time off there is no guilt for that and I think that the other key thing that I want to talk about here especially when it comes to time off is that sometimes we can be in an employee mindset when we're actually a business owner And that can be just based on our past experience. If we've been an employee before in the past, then we think that we should be working nine to five, right? But when really we're a business owner, we get to choose when and where we work. And so if we decide that on a Monday, I'm going to work four hours and the rest of the time I'm going to spend with my kids or the rest of the time I'm going to spend taking a little bit of time off, then I get to choose that as a business owner. And that's the benefit of being a business owner. And I get to choose not to feel guilty about it. Because taking the time off and feeling guilty is just piling on top of the things that you need to think about. There's no purpose to it. And again, it's not wrong. Remember, the purpose of guilt is to point out when we're doing something wrong morally so then we can decide not to do it again next time. So I want you to choose, where am I feeling guilt and what's the purpose of it? It feels good to not have to take on the guilt, right? It's okay to feel good in your business and not feel guilty. It is okay to feel good by taking time off and not feeling guilty. It is good to feel good when you're with your kids and being a great mom and experiencing motherhood and being around kids because kids can be so fun and funny and you can enjoy that time with your children without feeling guilty. That's totally okay. Please don't think otherwise. And when you do notice any thoughts like that coming into your mind, just question them. Question them. Is that true? Do I need to feel guilty? Am I doing something wrong here? No. Then what's the purpose of the guilt? There is no guilt. There is no purpose to it. Let's decide to feel good instead. I hope this episode has really supported you to start thinking about where you're experiencing overwhelm, why you're experiencing it and how to move past it. And then to have some guilt-free time off or guilt-free time in in your business and not feel guilty about it. It is so important, right? I I find it so curious when clients come to me and they are experiencing guilt-free, sorry, when they're experiencing guilt for no purpose. And sometimes it is a compounding effect where we need to actually work on rewiring the part of the brain that's on autopilot going straight to the feeling of guilt. And so we do that with some NLP processes to release that. And then we no no longer need to fall down that path of, of feeling guilty all the time. Otherwise, it's just questioning it and reworking it, rewiring the brain to go, no, I'm not going to feel guilty. I'm going to feel good instead. It's much nicer, much more enjoyable way of spending your life. 
So I hope this episode has really supported you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or send me an email at christine at christinecorcoran.com.au. But I hope you have an incredible week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.